American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Today's global economy depends on the cheap movement of goods around the planet. And that is made possible by the container and the container ship. The container is to the late 20th and 21st century what the railroad is to the 19th century. It enabled the movement of goods on a scale that had never before been imagined. And it began with the imagination and frustration of one truck driver named Malcolm McLean. In the late 1930s, Malcolm McLean was a truck driver who drove cotton bales from the south to the north to be deposited on a ship in New York City to go to Istanbul. Now, when he got there, he did what most people did when they got to a port. They waited, and they waited, and they waited, and he thought to himself in frustration, why don't I just drive my truck onto the ship and be done with it? Now, in the 30s, that wasn't possible, and so he did what any well-intentioned, responsible truck driver would do. He bribed the foreman to make sure that his stuff was the next stuff loaded on the ship and he could go. But the thought nagged at him and nagged at him for many decades. 20 years later, Malcolm McLean owned his own trucking company. It had 2,000 trucks. He was, was a wild success story, but he knew that there was something more that could be done. And so in 1956, he sells his entire company because he wants to own a ship. And laws at that time prevented people from owning two very different modes of transportation. Again, the antitrust laws of the mid 20th century. He buys a ship, a converted ship from World War II, called the Ideal X, and it launches from Baltimore in 1956, the very first container ship. The container ship was a radical invention because it got rid of all the people who would be needed to carry goods on and off a ship. Before the container ship, there weren't cranes, there were just big nets. And so individual men would carry barrels, sacks, boxes on and off of ships, but with a container, it could all be moved at once. To give you a sense of how transformative this was, even in 1956, it was the equivalent of reducing half of the costs of shipping from something from America to Europe. An average ship before the container would take 150 longshoremen four days to load and unload. With a container, the same ship could be loaded and unloaded with 14 people in just eight hours. This was to transportation what the assembly line was to the factory. Despite this efficiency, it only had value if there was not just a container at one end of the shipping, but also at the other end. But how would you get someone on the other side of the planet to invest in these expensive cranes and machines? And the answer comes, again, through state intervention in this case, the Vietnam War. What made this simultaneous investment possible was the Vietnam War. There was only one major deep water port in Vietnam, Cameron Bay, that was controlled by the US military. And that port was backed up, even worse than New York City. And so being able to unload ships quickly mattered a lot. Also, with a container, it would be possible to have greater security over the guns and ammunition coming on into Vietnam off the ships. 
And so Robert McNamara, the former head of Ford who had become Secretary of Defense under Kennedy, believes in this idea of the container ship brought to him by McLean. He believes that McLean's company, now called Sea Land, could provide all the logistical needs to bring goods from America to Vietnam to supply the war needs. The container shipments begin in 1967, and immediately the costs are about half of what it cost the Navy, even if the Navy had used its own ships. So it's a stunning increase in efficiency. And what's interesting is that this quickly becomes normal through the entire American economy for shipping goods because of all those defense contracts. So that if you supplied to the US government, suddenly you had to supply your goods in a container from the factory. So that it ripples backwards from the ports to the factories, remaking the way goods are sold in America, shipped in America. And again, from this intervention by the US government. Though McLean is making money, he realizes that every box he ships over filled with goods returns empty. And he also realizes that between Vietnam and the United States is a large growing industrial economy, that is Japan. And so in 1968, he begins to create a containerized port in Japan. And it allows goods of Japan to be shipped very securely, very cheaply to the United States. This is especially important for the rising Japanese consumer electronics market, which needs to have secured high-value goods be moved from Japan to the United States. And while this containerization begins with high-value goods, whether guns or consumer electronics, it then enables the expansion into cheaper and cheaper goods, like textiles and other kinds of goods, until today, the entire global economy is moved around by these containers. For more information, go to edX.org and look for American Capitalism, A History with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Or go to facebook.com slash American Capitalism MOOC. This podcast has been brought to you by Cornell X from Cornell University. Mm -hmm.